Hello and welcome to Mad Mega Gaming. I'm your host Matt, and today I am joined by a room full of people. Oh, there's no names. In today's episode, we will be talking about PlayStation games coming to PC, EA investigating fraud over FIFA 21 Ultimate Team, and the Microsoft Zenimax merger finalized. And let's just hop right into our first topic. Mark, if you want to introduce us. And we actually have a new person on the podcast today. And I forgot to ask him before we started what he wanted us to refer to him as. Uh, Coop works. Okay. Or, we got Coop over there. He'll be filling in for Chris's spot today because Chris is driving. Actually, you can just call me New Chris. That works. Right, <laughs> better looking Chris. Chris. Oh, the better oh, Chris. New Chris. Ah, new Chris. Ah. Chris 2.0. All right, Mark, let me uh, hear about that topic you got. Yeah, so uh, Big Daddy PlayStation over there says that a ton of PlayStation exclusive games are going to be coming to PC. Um, I know they've already done it with like Horizon Zero Dawn, um, but I think this spring, Days Gone, uh, is going to be ported over to, to PC. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. I hope uh, they didn't really say anything past Days Gone as the specific one that's coming over. But uh, I am actually very excited because uh, there's a lot of exclusives that I want to play on the PlayStation, but I spent a lot of money on my PC, and I really don't feel like sitting in front of a TV anymore. Uh, I want to sit in front of a computer monitor. Uh, so I'm very excited, especially if they bring in like Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Miles Morales, that one's always been like super, super interesting to me. Um, oh, Demon Souls, God of War. that Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that's all been super, super exciting. So it's good to see that I think they see the value of uh, Xbox and what they're doing where there's not really any Xbox-specific exclusives now because they release on Game Pass. You see them on both PC and Xbox, and I really like that. So hopefully we get that treatment as well. So it's even better to be a PC player nowadays, you know? Yeah, I feel like the market's been just really leaning into our favor, right? We got Xbox, like you said, and then we got um, PlayStation coming through. All we need is those Nintendo games, and we'll be all squared away. That'll never happen. I, got I mean, if, if if I have to go buy Pokemon Silver for sixty dollars still, like, there's no way this is ever happening. <laughs> um, I mean, how excited are you that... to buy? Was it Diamond and Pearl? No, Emerald and Sapphire. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, one of those. Sapphire yeah. and Ruby. That's the one. Um, is there any games particular that you guys would want to see from PlayStation on a PC? I know AJ mentioned uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I remember playing a, a Jackie Chan game back in the day. It was from PlayStation Jackie 1. <laughs> <laughs> was it based off the cartoon? Uh, no, nah, it was a uh, thing. It's probably the Jackie Chan Stuntmaster, released it? in March 2000. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a great classic. Man, I'd freaking wreck. That's great. Um, what's that game called? Is it 12 Sentinels? Demon Souls. Oh. 12 Sentinels Blood was Lord. a game that I heard about last year that I really wanted to get. Yep. You know what game I do? like? It's not PlayStation, but one game I am interested that no one, no one in the world, literally no one, not a single soul, is uh, Diablo Mortal? I don't. I don't got a phone. I'm sorry. I can't play that game. Um, Coop, do you I, play I any? Is, no reason. Is there any games that you play on PlayStation Coop or that you've been interested in? Uh, 
I mean, all the, the PS4 classics, I, I, I don't have a PlayStation. It honestly, I would actually probably buy a PS5 just to play all the like Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, all that stuff that I've never really had access to. But I've, I've seen the praises that are showered right. upon these games. And I'm like, I really want to play these things. But I, I never really wanted to shell out the money for the PS4 knowing the mm. PS5 was around the corner. So, Okay. Um, I well, like when I play Ghost of Shima, that game looks... That's the best-looking fucking game to me. That thing looks like yeah. a movie. Um, ridiculous. Like, you but, just stand there, and it's like, oh, that's just, that's a classic piece right there. So you like, turn around, oh, that's a classic piece right there. It's like, jeez. Yeah. Man, the combat looks great. And the multiplayer. What's the co-op like? Uh, like, it's a little, like, like, different classes. Dude, that's pretty sick. I think it's called Legends, I believe. So, it's the co-op mode is... That's dude, really sick. Yeah, that's... If there's any game that I'd want... For, Ghost of Shima would definitely be the one. Could you imagine that game out in the settings? You know, big dick rig. Like it already looks incredible. Just mm. shitty ass P. I would probably start crying. Like, yeah, like bring a tear to your thirty ninety powering this thing like a fucking <laughs> boss. Bring a tear to my eye. Ache. God, there's already beautiful games. I couldn't imagine like, like you said, what these would look like. Um, yep. Even Horizon Zero Dawn looks great. I don't have a frame of reference for what it released like on the PS4. Um, but playing it on my screen, I say it definitely looks good, and I get like 130, 100. It's always impressive what like the Xbox One, like, even to this day, like Rise, Son of Rome was title, yeah. 2013. And if you bring that game up, you think that shit was made. So it, I've always been impressed with what they've been doing. Yeah, I, I think it's a good example of just like, damn, dude, hardware sucks ass, but man, when it's fucking optimized. I should uh load that game up on my rig and see what that looks like. Which one? What Rise? Rise, Son of Rome. Is that on the PC? See, I, yeah. I, I think so. so yeah. Uh, yes, they, I own I it. Like when they made that game, they, they didn't make it. I remember it was a it was a real disappointing game when it released. Um, oh, don't say that. Here. And it was a big, graphically amazing. But I think that's why they made the entire game and put all their money and effort into was to demonstrate what games could look like on this this new platform. Um, so I'm not surprised it still looks oh, good. Oh, I, it's similar, I feel like, or at least they wanted a similar effect to um, what was that one game that released in like I don't know, 2010 or 12? It was a shooter FPS, and it like bricked everyone's computer because of how insane the graphics were. Crisis. Crisis. Yeah. So similar effect, hoping to just kind of awe everyone with the graphics and not really focus on the gameplay. Hey, I will say, Rise Son of Rome had a dope-ass co-op mode, though. Chris and I played the fuck out of that. That co-op mode was awesome. And they had co-op kills. Like, beautiful. That's pretty sick. Crisis Remastered has DLSS now. I I am currently downloading Rise, so I will let you know how it runs. (laughs) Just see what it looks like. (laughs) 24 gigs. It'll take me, like, 10 minutes. All these people are going to be playing cyberpunk and the new call of duty all these things and mark's sitting back here in like 2015 you already know also, i already beat cyberpunk thank you very much me me and aj i think we're the only two who have beaten it so far yeah i beat cyberpunk i thought the game was incredible it was a good game it's a good game i love that game it was fucking awesome yeah. i have it and, on, uh, on my uh xbox right now great ass game I wish, you, I wish you could have a romance with judy you just gotta be a woman or just mod it on the PC. Yeah. Or just mod it on the PC. But not Keanu Reeves. That's a level I will never get to. I'm never going to mod my PC or game 
to let me hook up with a specific character, especially if I'm already allowed to hook up with all these other ones. Speaking of specific characters, Cooper, why don't you tell us about our next topic? Oh, that segue. I tried my best. Yeah, that segue. That <laughs> specific segue. character, that the character in question, BEA. Um, so introduce this, uh, the new EA controversy, the new loot box controversy topic that honestly i think everyone gets excited about but nothing ever happens um fifa or i guess there are employees that are busted or i shouldn't say busted but are alleged to have sold specific ultimate team cards um to select people for direct cash no i don't say busted because i don't want to say busted until oh it actually right now it's an all i see is the evidence bunch of tweets of a bunch of screenshots uh, of, of a cell phone that kind of stuff I think can be easily fake now does not sound like something you know wouldn't occur that sounds very uh, up you know uh, up the uh, in that in that ballpark of something that EA would be accomplished or an accomplice mm-hmm. of uh, but EA themselves are investigating which to me is very similar to police station investigating the misconduct of one of their police officers and i'm sure they're going to find uh you know oh there's nothing went wrong and nothing this was all no problems here uh, sweep it under the rug and then maybe fire a couple people quietly but mm-hmm. um, or they'll figure out a way to monetize it for themselves because that's the real problem for ea is oh, not that man i feel like they're always under fire if they're always doing something well, again, this isn't EA as a company. This is uh, specific employees being uh, accused of this behavior. So, um, but I mean, association. what's that? I guess you could say guilty by association. Somewhere yeah, among the realms, EA is somewhere, somehow. Well, there is, I mean, you do have an interesting point because that means there's some kind of system built in place uh, where where these these ultimate cards can be given to specific people somehow, which kind of goes against the whole loot box idea, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, these cards are supposed to be in, in these loot boxes only accessible through these loot boxes. You're going to have to spend $1,200 anyways. Um, and I think that's what's making people mad. Like if, you, if a casino offers a specific way to win the jackpot to select people privately, and everyone else, though, their only chance of getting this is to spend an equal amount of money. That is insane. Um, constant disappointment. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see why people are getting a little mad. I, I, I read somewhere else, and I wish I had more attention to it, but it, apparently it goes directly against EA's argument for why these this entire loot box system should be legal and is not a problem is not similar to casinos and it has to do with the value of these cards uh, but now people are like they're saying that like what they're saying is like you could win these cards with however much uh, like a dollar right and so really there's no these cards are all worth a dollar it's just a chance um the you know the first time someone rolls the box they could win this super rare ultimate card but now there, one of their employees is applying direct value to these cards somewhere in the line of a thousand or plus, you know, dollars. I um, mean, and it goes against their entire philosophy. I don't doubt that EA shuts it down, but the fact that it was happening, it's gonna it's gonna bring up the loot box conversation again, if not in the U.S., at least in the EU. So I guess that support has access to these tools because it's a 
oh well you know you lost your character well this one time we'll give you then just be careful next time kind of thing it wouldn't surprise me if they had that kind of mechanism in place but no uh ea is going to throw this employee or employees under the bus and they're going to continue doing loot boxes because they are lucrative these ultimate teams are the biggest scam in gaming all of them because you have to throw them away at the end of the year because they don't transfer to the next game it's what blows my mind is you have these games with similar kind of loot mechanics, like especially mobile games, right? Your Clash of Clans, your Riot, all that's not Riot, um, Raid, Shadow Legends, all that stuff where you can spend money to that stuff. That stuff is permanent. Like these games are they're carrying over year to year. And I mean, the company really wants to make sure these games stay around and stay relevant. A whole FIFA system <laughs> where every year, every bit of your progress just disappears. And and you know the the you can even make an argument like if you compare it against COD, COD isn't selling really powerful guns. They're selling skins and charms and all these other things. Like FIFA, the way that their loot boxes, they're selling a pay-to-win system in a loot box system, and these people do not keep it. It just blows my mind how much money these people make from this. Yeah, it's a scam, especially change. But I mean, that's really the whole loot box conversation is probably different from this this entire scandal. So, and one that you know, I could go on a rant for for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you're definitely right. The, the, something like this does bring up those issues again. And we'll see. But it seems like countries, except for like Belgium, have just gone. Well, it's okay. And so many other companies have moved over to battle pass scenarios that there's not a lot of companies doing loot boxes anymore. And so. These ultimate team things are just one of those ones that skirts by, but I'm sure it makes them a ton of money. Let me see if I can find something like that. Well, I mean, it's created a entire generation of of people that play games that are I mean, because I mean, I think it. I'd have to go check this out. I I know it's up there as like one of the most popular games worldwide, uh, and if not the most popular game worldwide, and. This there's an entire generation of people that have been playing this year after year who are very used to this whole ultimate team system. And so, you know, I'm seeing them, you know, they want it, they want to keep it around. They like the that rush, that feeling of opening up a loot box and seeing a Pele or Ronaldo Nino. But, um, I'm sure I'm naming off two terrible players compared to you know nowadays, but uh, yeah, no, it's. It's a situation that I just, I literally can't wrap my mind around and how it's still allowed and legal. I'm trying to find, this article supposedly has how much money they made last year. can't seem to find it. Oh, FIFA? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And again, it's, you know, you would think, because I think COD, like, again, I always compare these two for some reason because they spend so much, there's a lot of similar money being made. And like Battlefront, you know, Star Wars Battlefront came under fire for this kind of stuff too. Um these companies do try to improve upon their game the next, like the next game. They introduce new mechanics and like new graphics and new settings, new ideas. But FIFA and football, and, and, and you know the the NFL games and the the hockey games, shit is the same every year. Big fan. They update stats of the players, and that's like it. So last year, uh, FIFA made nearly one billion dollars micro um, transactions. Yeah, the article I found says that FIFA alone was, yeah, almost a billion. But that total in Ultimate Team modes in all the EA sports was 1.4 billion, which is 28% of EA's overall revenue. It's just raw profit, baby. Yeah, again, because they're not putting any 
money and effort into Fuck no. creating the next game. They, they literally put copy and paste, update some stats, de- essentially. De- and I don't understand why the player base does this, right? I mean, if you, if I'm yeah, about to two thousand, three thousand dollars into my FIFA Ultimate Team and play it for that year, I'm gonna be so disheartened. But I gotta do it again the next year. I gotta buy this new game and do it again, all over again. And none of it transfers. None of it moves over to to you know on your account. It's it's the biggest scam in gaming for sure. Have you ever games. tried? I hate him. Being rich. Hmm, that would work. The, the thing that's is, no, that's not the problem. <laughs> I don't think it was all, but, you know. There's people working on a hobby, sure, but this is some kid who's got access to his parents, you know, credit card, or actually, it could be a kid with his own credit card who literally, he's not saving up for retirement or college or a car. He's burning it all on fake shit that's going to be gone the next year. And he's keeping those those feelings and those chemicals and applying them to other places in his life. And hey, Stop talking about me and my smite habit. What's that? that? Stop talking about me and my smite habit. That's what I was saying. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's completely different. But at least with smite, and you know me, I, I've spent stupid money on that game. Um, but it's still there. We've been playing that game, damn game. Well, I've been playing it for four years now. You guys longer, and it's still there. I yep. still have all that stuff. <laughs> it disappears, man. It's crazy. And again, we're buying cosmetic stuff. These guys to compete in this ultimate team mode have to find these players to be a little bit better. So you know, at its core, it's even a difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like I. One, I probably got to get that T5 because it's, you know, my boy Chalk. Uh, <laughs> and two, I really, like the day after the last event, the anniversary event closed, I immediately filled myself with regret. And I was like, I should have bought the Octane Knife. You should have gotten an Octane yeah. Knife. You told me you were going to get it. it. I was going to, and I was like, ah, I don't know, should I, should I? Passed it, gone. And I'm Which like, was well, the Octane Knife? Like a hundred bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> and you what only see heck? it when you don't have your Goodness your gun, gracious. which is a pretty decent amount of the time. If you hot drop every game, you'll really always have it. it. And when you're running, really, and when you oh, yeah. when I do like I put my gun away and I hit myself with the thing, he puts it out like he's a cavalryman, just <laughs> so you're willing to spend a hundred dollars just to see it for a little bit here and there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> for this T five's cost about the same price too. So. Now. Thonks money, bro. AMC's gonna get me that octane knife. Mm. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. But <laughs> well, technically, know, eventually. Technically, it's a long term <laughs> stock now. Five, it's five hundred apex packs to your first set of heirloom shards. And it might not be five hundred, but you're guaranteed one at five hundred if you haven't gotten one. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. uh, hey, you can. Uh, propaganda it could be your first role you might get it literally your next box <laughs> role that's a good point it's always like, the next box role i like the way coop thinks yeah I'm t- i should go work for these guys hey, this, what this happened, like, should be my financial advisor what happened <laughs> with amc you guys said not anymore i haven't changed since the what, what no amc said not anymore because the the octane loot knife isn't isn't oh. available yeah well because now it, 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 during the event they gave you the heirloom shards after like 20 something boxes. 
Oh, I oh. thought you were like implying the short squeeze is never gonna happen anymore. Oh no, no, I thought it. Uh, no, 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 it's gonna happen. I'm gonna be living on the moon next year. Diamond hands. <laughs> I don't know if we uh, have exhausted loot boxes again, man. If you, if you, if you guys asked me to, you could throw yourselves on mute. I'd sit here and talk to the listeners, all all eight of them. It, I'm being optimistic there. Um, and and I'll rant. <laughs> well, eight of them, you know, the five of us and the three people we bribed. Um, our, our mothers, obviously. Our parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can't even, you guys can't even get your spouses to listen. It has to go to your parents. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I tried my best. Uh, yeah. right. So Goose doesn't understand, so, you know. Goose is still a dedicated fan, by the way. But the download is all that matters. Goose is low key the mascot. Doing this for I'm, Goose. I want about to fucking buy Goose an MMG shirt. I'm gonna make a one-off <laughs> shirt. I'm gonna put it on Goose. Nice, dude. We put a cat in here. We're in. That is a secret to Goose cam. Can we get dude, a Goose I'll, cam? I'll get like the you know like the little baby holder like holster thing. Uh, you guys have kids. I don't know how this works. The like <laughs> back, like the front backpack, right? Yep. 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 It's a baby holster. Plopper in there. Well, there was an episode where I did have a cat's butt in the camera, and we actually got a little bit more reviews because of that. That was true, because that cat's butthole was front and tender. <laughs> it was like the center point. <laughs> sounds like they're motivated. We're not really wanting to offer. Oh, man. There's going to be tagged podcasts that we didn't put there. Hey, you know, whatever, whatever pumps up the views, you know? Gotta do what you gotta do, you know. You gotta get to the bag, bro. You gotta get to the bag. Even if that means chomping down on some uh, hot Cheetos. Even what? that means feeding Chim- Matt secretly the hottest chip that also has cheese in it. That would be actually <laughs> Matt fed himself that. Yeah, I remember that. It was not that was... chip. It was the lime chips. The, the, the lime chips honestly were what really did Matt in, not so much the the one chip challenge. No, the one chip was fine. It was the lime chips that secretly had dairy in it that fucked me up. It's like crazy. It's like this is messing me up. Let me get some more lime chips. All right, AJ, why don't you uh right, so what's you the lead, us, lead us into our next topic? Yeah, so we was kind of we kind of call us like a baby topic here. So we wanted to kind of briefly talk about uh, finalization of the Microsoft and Zenimax merger. Uh, it is finally complete, and they had a, a roundtable discussion and celebration just to kind of you know talk to the fans and let them know kind of what to expect. Phil Spencer went up there and basically said, "Hey, uh, some of these uh, Bethesda games will be exclusive moving forward." And of course, they will still honor some of the contractual obligations, Ghostwire or, or stuff like that. Uh, and then they also announced a shit ton of Bethesda games, Game Pass, uh, starting today. There's like uh, at least 20 new games coming to Game Pass. They range from you know, the Elder Scrolls series, Prey, Dishonored series, but all the Dooms, all in Game Pass. And that also includes uh, uh, the console, the cloud, which is badass to think that. For all for a lot of these games, you can fucking cross save, jump into you know cloud on your mobile, and then full fledged on the PC. Oh, if you just got a console you're traveling with, like, and then cross save across all shit like that, that's insanely incredible. So if I, if I understand the icons at the bottom of this video we're watching, it seems like most of them are, but some of them I don't remember what game it was. It might have been Fallout Vegas. Um, is only on console. Yeah, there's a couple that's only going to be console, and some of them are. Uh... Back uh, backwards compat games like are supported on the cloud yet, so yep. of course those won't be on there. Oblivion and uh, but, Elder Scrolls on no, yeah Oblivion. Oblivion is Morrowind. not on mobile. 
Uh, oh. But yeah. I think it so did say it was is... on mobile. Oh, no, Elder Scrolls Online. Never mind. Yeah, but, uh, so they also announced they were sort of like in the vein of like, you know, hopefully we'll see. Um, but it's pretty exciting, man. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it's a little bit because they don't really know. I, I'm not sure which, which ones you guys think. Uh, but at least it comes to PC, you know, even to the cloud. It's like, at least you got some options. Uh, what do you guys think about the finalization? Kind of what are you merging? What games? You... It's got to be most of them, right? I mean, there's no point in doing this deal unless you were going to put almost everything on there. As many as they can. Yeah. I think they're the besides the contracted ones they said already, like, yeah, we have to put it on the PlayStation. I think everything else is gonna be Game Pass. Do you think Elder Scrolls? Yeah. That, oh, that'd that's, be insane. That's the reason why you have Bethesda. That would be there. crazy. People are gonna get pissed. Yeah. I mean it's gotta be the big draw for that merger. I it oh, and yeah. to be honest, Xbox had a similar you know, they're not known for they're known for a few real solid uh, franchises, but their Horizon Zero Dawns, they're you know, The Last of Us, like that stuff doesn't really exist on Xbox or isn't you know talked about as much. Um, so I mean, yeah, that, this is how you get into that competitive arena is, is getting access to that um, Elder Scrolls and and the next Fallout and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm freaking hyped. Uh, a lot of great games. A lot of my favorite games are. Yeah, I think it's pretty epic, man. Like, especially with them having the game, you know, all the Game Pass shit established, knowing that, like, future games, like, big-ass titles, like, you know, wherever the new Doom's gonna be, that new Starfield game, fucking Elder Scrolls 6, knowing that all that shit's gonna be, is That is insane. Like, that is is... crazy. I'm not super familiar, because I'm not in that industry, but hopefully, because now they don't have to worry about putting it out to a whole separate set of consoles, it'll be a faster development or an easier development cycle hopefully put things out yeah, this is a picture i saw on reddit the other day it's like here are all the xbox one exclusives that had physical releases through the lifetime of that platform and uh can you zoom in on that it's yeah, super small that. it is not there a very high detail that's good <laughs> i remember right. project spark that game lasted about what three days and then it just died mm-hmm it was a really cool concept. It was it was a cool concept. I think it had better I think it would have been cooler than Roblox. Roblox I mean it has the same thing. Do you guys know like, why, why is why is Microsoft, you know, moving forward toward with this Game Pass method as opposed to the traditional selling these, you know, these games as they come out one at a time? I mean, I love it. I think we all are pretty hyped about it. I mean, I'm curious, are, are they getting more money at the end of the day? Are they getting more loyalty at the end of the day? Are they selling more hardware? I, so To be honest, I, they're not going to be making more I think it's because putting the games on Game Pass locks people into their subscription service. And so that's money you're going to have constantly coming in. And then two, these games on Game Pass don't necessarily come with all the DLC. So if you like the game enough, you're still going to buy the DLC. So you're getting your game out in front of as many people as possible, and you're also pocketing a little bit of that cash, as opposed to just making it free to play. But that's my that's my thoughts on it. Because I feel like every time I've read um, about developers who put games on Game Pass, they're like, "Oh man, we actually sold a lot of games too." And then well, they're also yeah, 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 Game Pass. Yeah, a lot of times too. Once it leaves, they'll people buy it and buy the DLC too. Um, which was which was you wouldn't think it worked that way, but yeah, like Matt said, uh, developers like yeah we and eventually if the game ever exits, if it's like a non-first party game, like people will just buy it after because they got a chance to try it out. Yeah, like Witcher um, Three, and then of you course buy Witcher Three because it's coming off soon. 
Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that part either with the the microtransactions portion. Like, I feel less bad because in my mind, I have not paid for the game, even though you're paying a monthly subscription kind of thing, you know? Yep. Um, I didn't pay $60 for the game, so I'm already ahead of the curve. So if I spend 20 bucks on cosmetics, I'm like, okay, cool. See, that's that's the fucker. That's the fuckery of, of subscription models, though, right? I mean, if I look at my subscription model for World of Warcraft, I've essentially paid hundreds of dollars, you know, over the lifetime of this for one oh, game. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's countless into that. Um, now, it, now, obviously, you're getting more than one game, uh, but you're not getting the best quality of, of games with this Game Pass. You're getting a mix of, of their best games and obviously all the shit that never – you know, no one's ever going to buy or play. Um, I'm actually wondering if if we might see a uh, the quality of, of future games that are coming out, these AAA games, falling because, like they, like Matt said, you're locked into the subscription model, and you're always going to be living on that next high of of oh, well, I'm going to see what this new AAA game is like. Um, whereas people have becoming quite a bit wiser, I think, where you're seeing less pre-orders and stuff, and people are. After you know the cyberpunk and all that stuff, they're waiting for. You're hoping they're waiting for these reviews and the issues before they go and buy the game. Um, if you're locked into this subscription model, you might be. You might think you're not paying full sixty dollars for this game, but if you only play four games on that Game Pass over the course of a year, you're paying more than you know more than sixty dollars. Or I guess it depends on how much it is per month, but. Um, yeah, you're still you're still going to be paying them more money than you know they probably expecting or they thought they would get past. Yeah, that, that's a quality drop. I don't think quality would drop. Just I mean, these games will still be reviewed and people still you know <clears throat> get hard ons for. I think they still have a reputation to preserve, so I, I think they'll still try to like create games that you know review well and people actually uh, at least in the first party space. Now when it comes to third party, I don't at least for first party Microsoft game kind of go all out, especially because they know that they're, uh, they didn't have an exclusives nor where they have the quality that PlayStation had. That's why they bought up all those studios and, you know, got all these teams to work, build new. I think I one, agree. Especially, yeah. That's how titles work. Especially, I mean, they're introducing a new concept. They're really trying to draw on a, a player base. They're going to have good quality titles coming some. out in the beginning. I, I think in the first year or two, I'm hopeful and we'll see some really good solid games that make history, but Again, that's how the cycle works is these companies then get really comfortable with their their model and they think it won't you know change. Um, or if they manage to figure out a way to beat the competition away and make it so competition is is difficult, um, that's where the quality starts to drop. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic for the immediate future. It's just the long-term look at this new model that I'm, I'm always concerned about. Like early access, I think they do early and access. Early access. Like, kind of like a Baldur's Gate, but it's built into the... Early access is, is right up there with loot boxes, as I think <laughs> a lot of time is a scam, man. If you look at like things like Star Citizen, people have spent hundreds of dollars on this game that is not even kind of complete and doesn't look like it's ever going to be complete. I know if we have any viewers, at least we've lost like 50% of them because there's so much hype about that game. Um, yeah, no, I, I think early access, especially on Steam, man. There's so many early access games that are trash. Yeah, I think there's good early access. I think early access can be done. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I've definitely gotten 
I mean, I, I played what was it, Slay the Spire? I bought that early access. Um, and that Valheim's game is early access, yeah, exactly. And sold five million. And I, it, again, it's I'm all about it Asmophobia. when it's done right. Uh, the mm. one I the one I like to think about is Ark, where that shit was in like game preview, early access, <laughs> released three expansions, still in early access. Well, that's and that's the thing about early access is you are agreeing to pay full price for the game and not be able to play it in its full state, you are essentially volunteering to act as one of their uh, testers, their beta testers, and, and find bugs and fix shit and stuff like that, which you would think would drop the price of the game, but as early access has progressed, you're paying full price. Full price Bulgers, $60. Like, and you're going to be in that beta stage for a while. Yeah, I don't um, know who would buy the that game? Yeah, who would do that? Yeah, I don't know who who would who would spend that kind of money on that. Hmm. Yeah. And so I, I saw that text. And I was like, no way! I did not know it was that bad of a deal. Um, well, yeah. it's not a bad deal. They, well, I mean, if you if you were expecting to pay less, then yes. But I mean, this is how they did their early access for their other games. So anybody who <clears throat> knew about their early, other games knew what they were getting into. I guess. It, I, I think it is a bad deal. At the core, if you are not purchasing the game at a at a cheaper cost than what it's going to be fully released at, because again, you are they pay people to do what you're about to do. Yeah, but I get to play the game for funsies. Yeah, but again, they pay people to do that. <laughs> to play the game. You're paying. You have changed the entire situation. It's like I'm sneaking no, into QA they, and playing the game on a computer in the back room, and then. They had like some stupid positive message saying hey since you guys are in the beta you guys get to help us develop the game so always send us comments so we can improve and it's like oh i'm doing something but you're also paying 60 dollars. that's it that's actually pretty funny i never thought about it like that hey if you pay me you can beta test my game oh shit okay fuck yeah. that's a great deal thank you <laughs> that was like all of those like negative hear of is like hey look if you can give me some really solid art for my youtube channel think of all the exposure like it really <laughs> like the exact same you literally are exposing yourself and it's very inappropriate and it's awkward now the the my analogy does kind of fall apart a little bit because you know they're paying people to play like a level 500 times the exact same level the exact same way and try to find the the kinks and stuff and you're allowed obviously to go do whatever you want except for apparently in Baldur's gate where you're you are doing that you're stuck in act one and so you paid 60 dollars to beta test the game for hey, how you. many of us in this group have gotten past act one in divinity one or two huh huh how many most of us the first 20 minutes but most of us did we have past act one Yes. Yeah, we did. Heck yeah, we did. Oh, okay. So, Never mind then. I, I revoked my last <laughs> No, but like games like uh, Hades and Darkest Dungeon, right? Where they do do the early access good. They listen to their community and they make adjustments. The Hades devs said if they did not do early access, the game wouldn't have been as polished on releases. I, I'm not arguing that there have been some real good early like success with early access. And overall, I think it's actually had a pretty decent impact on a lot of uh, different games. My concern, whenever we talk, start talking about these new systems, these changes to established uh, ways things are done, is I'm looking at Baldur's Gate right now specifically, is, dude, soon these companies are going to titles and not have anything established, and you are going to pay full price for this game, 
and be there for every little change they make. And you're going to be able to start out playing a hallway. That's it. <laughs> but the Kickstarter is, or was, is Can Kickstarter it? even a thing anymore? Yeah. Yeah, it's big time. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, that that's, that's how these systems always work. And there's going to be people that realize that you're going to pay full price for a game to play this hallway. But because of these beta agreements, after they finish the second hallway and everyone's paid them $100 million, they could just say, hey, look, we're actually going to – this project's done. We're, 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 we're scrapping it. And you are out. So I, these systems always feel like they can backfire if they change the way consumers and producers operate. So fundamentally, I agree with you. It's just Larian Studios, I think, is one of the companies that has done good by their early access people. And so I think directing your hate towards them is misplaced. Aim at DayZ, or is Seven Days to Die out of beta? Someone should look into that. How long has that been in beta? Holy crap. I saw 1.0 there, so... Oh, that says early access. It says Alpha 1.0. Yep. It says it was... Alpha 19, out. So again, I mean, the thing is, we're naming off a lot of the games that succeeded. But, I mean, you brought up Kickstarter. There have been so many ideas like that that failed and people lost so much money. Are, are, we, um, ready, are we ready for my Kickstarter rant? Sure. <laughs> so, my favorite game of all time, as many people may or may not know, is a game called Um Jammer Lammy. And the makers of that were like, hey, we're going on Kickstarter. And if you fund our game... We'll make the game. So I funded them. I funded them like double the investment or whatever because I was really excited. And then it failed. They gave me my money back and I was really upset. Is that you do- you did back? or you didn't get your money back? I got my money back. Did well, Rapper or the Rapper even do good? That was even that's bigger. The worst situation I've heard. It's, a, it's the same people who made both games. But I like them generally know, but better. Did, did it do better though? Which one? Or did it did it actually do good? Prop or the Rapper? I, I enjoyed like them. I think they did okay. Good, that definitely would not do good. See, this is think about this. Remember how AJ, how hype he was for Anthem? Could you imagine if if you know they offered early access, you know, six months before? How many people would have bought that game? And then six months later, would have been out sixty dollars or you know, $120 for the platinum gold edition that gives you all these skins and shit like that. And then yeah, the, game, kind of fun. Well, the game was all right. They just, you know, have completely said that they're done supporting it. And Oh, yeah. yeah. Water. That's what these companies can do. That's what I'm getting at is. Look at this game. You're not going to get. Look at what it a lot of the time. You're not gonna... First off, the only thing you need to support in terms of early access is. Hold on. I forgot it. I'm going to pull it up right now. Carnal Instinct. <laughs> was that an early access game? That is an early access. Yeah. Right, how sounds, fast do we want familiar. to get monetized? I mean, we're not even monetized, so we're going to do it. Quick, do you want to get fucking banned off of streaming? <laughs> oh my. Have you seen this, Coop? Carnal Instinct? Oh, wait. I forgot. Okay. I will not open this in front of. Uh, like one of those games that are rated X or something. Hey, can you guys hear oh, me? Yeah. Yes, I can hear you, but I... Oh, yeah, you're back now. Oh, there you go. My uh, back. Back PC froze. Like a... I'm, I'm sure that trailer is not a... What are you talking about? I will not risk it. <laughs> what were you guys talking about? 
Uh, there's this adult-themed video game called Carnal Instinct. I say play the truth. Fuck. What is that? What is that? Uh, I said adult-themed the, video the, game. <laughs> That's what you need game. to know about it. You guys, YouTubers can play fucking Honey Pop 2, no problem, and stream it and do the whole campaign. Have you ever had a dream yeah, Honey Pop doesn't could, have a you, lot of you nudity. Would, you could. Where's the announcement trailer? He's got probably play the review. We can't see. Well, yeah, I have to check this first. You gotta check it. <laughs> you gotta check it for some of these guys. I mean, it's on YouTube, so it can't be that bad, right? Right, exactly. Like, you just gotta go balls to the wall with it. The description on Steam ends with the words "boundless lust." Hey, yes. Go, go in depth on that Steam page, Coop. No, that Steam page, Coop. <laughs> start clicking, start clicking right on the pictures, and you'll see. Yep. See, when you see that meme about the male fantasy, and then you see <laughs> games like this. Like, I kind of get it. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking wild. All right, we should okay. play some Smite. I'm done thinking about this. So this, I do, I'm, so I don't know if any of you read lit RPG, literature RPG, ever heard of it? No, nope. I have not. All right. So imagine a, a D&D game with all the stats and stuff like that, but it's it's in a book. And it covers the stats and stuff. It's, it's I don't know. I kind of enjoy it for some reason. But I just read one. I'm, like, I'm reading one right now. And the first one was all right. And so I bought the next three. And I fucking regret it so much because the second book completely changes. And this guy who's got such an infantile mind talks about how all of these people, somehow all the people he ends up interacting with for everything, ends up being an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous woman. Who always, always has huge tits. And that's the first thing he fucking says when he like explains a new character. He's like, this character or this person just came around the corner and she has massive boobies. <laughs> like, he says it like he, you know, her bust is is pushing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm it it takes me so out of the book and the story because the story and the 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 mechanics are compelling. It's the first time I've ever read something like this in this genre. Um, and I'm, I, I, that, this game reminds me of that. It's just, every woman is like, yep. just, I don't know, man. That's, I can't, I can't play that stuff anymore or watch it or read it anymore. It just takes you out of it. You're like, this is so unrealistic. Well, I can think of no better way to end the podcast than after Whoa, hearing all I of that. Thing, what the heck? You guys going to skip me? Oh, I thought you guys said you wanted to go to, to smite. I closed hey, that one. I got... accident. All right, go ahead, Richie. So anyways, I was hype about this. Uh, Dota is one of the most popular MOBAs out there as far as, you know, not as as popular as Smite, obviously. But anyways, um, so a lot of people love Dota. There's a lot of cool characters. And one of the biggest things is the lore is insanely complicated. So Netflix is coming up with a series for Dota that is not going insanely in-depth into the lore, but it's going to give you the basics of the lore. So it's gonna be coming out this month, I think. Did they announce um, what characters are in it? Uh, let's see. We're seeing that three and nine. the trailer. Can you imagine if Smite did that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't see. But uh, it's, it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, because you know, you get a brief introduction of Dota's lore, so you kind of understand everything. And if you ever wanted to get into Dota. Hey, watch this series and you'll kind of understand it. It I looks did not insanely know that Dota had good. A lore. <laughs> um, 
you ever watched uh what's that uh what was that one show that came out it was based off of a game frick dragon age Jumanji. Oh. <laughs> dragon age that show was pretty cool <laughs> so it kind of looks like the same style and uh pace of it so it's like that it's gonna be a freaking sick show i also didn't realize that dragon age had a tv show it's really good okay. writers of x-men for Right, so See, that... I'm worried about watching TV shows because I've done everything in my power to avoid playing Dota and LOL because I, I don't – I've heard so many stories of people being like, I hate this game with a passion and I can't stop playing. <laughs> it reminds me of certain times of yeah, Smite where we're just I... like, fuck. Yes. You know what's funny? We'll have weekends where we lose consistently throughout the whole entire night, and then the next day we're back at it, and the next weekend we're back at it, and the weekend after that. I think you just described the last four years of our lives. To be honest, I think so, I'm describing how tonight's gonna go. Let's go to Spike, guys. <laughs> this entire podcast is actually just a huge advertisement for Spike. <laughs> Shadow Legends. All right, thank you for Make checking it. the podcast. We are Make sure you download Red Legends and have fun. I, I can't hear what's going on. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all at the bottom, and we are also on podcast. And that's the Titan Red Shadow Legends. <laughs>